Welcome to Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Each week, we explore down and dirty ways to stop awfulizing, catastrophizing, going down the rabbit hole, and moving through all the craziness that is happening right now. We're here to create a community of like-minded people as we give you tips, tricks, and techniques for keeping sane in an unhinged world. And now, here are your hosts, Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Hey, everybody. This is Scott Grossberg, one of your co-hosts for the podcast, Keeping Your Shit Together in a Stressed World. And I'm here with my podcast co-host, Michelle Post. How are you, Michelle? I'm good, Scott. How are you? I'm Thanks, doing everybody, for, for listening and tuning in to us again. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited uh, about uh, the show today. We're, we're in too. episode, or I guess segment three of our workbook. We'll get into that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, what's new with you that we should discuss, or should I ask the question that we did off air? Oh, well, that's the funny question. I have a, I have a serious answer and a funny, and a funny right. question. So what's new with you? <laughs> so the serious answer is I've been noticing a little bit of a trend that we haven't talked about yet on the show with my clients. And that is, you know, the grass, the trouble with the grass being greener kind of mm. thing when you're trying to figure out, you know, do I need a new relationship? Should I change jobs? Should I change careers? Should I move? Like you fill in the blank. The grass is always greener kind of thing. And yeah, there are times when you might find yourself in a toxic work environment or a living situation that's not sustainable in terms of finances or location or work or traffic or whatever, or you may find yourself in a toxic relationship that, that maybe is really unhealthy in some way, but occasionally these little things that some of my clients are experiencing in their relationships are hyper-focused on the other person's need to change, right? And not working on my need to change. As as, uh, Christine and Scott raise their glasses to each other. (laughs) I just have a can of bubbly water. (laughs) That's okay. You you know, but Michelle, to to piggyback on what you're saying, I've actually, now that you say that, been noticing Mm -hmm. the same things where it's not quite the same thing, but clients are comparing and contrasting. They've lived lived in a bubble for so long. Mm -hmm. And I, I, we can explore this a little bit before we do Mm -hmm. the show. We'll do, we'll save the fun stuff Mm -hmm. for for maybe Mm -hmm. our next session, Mm -hmm. but um, you know, at what point is, is comparing yourself and contrasting yourself mm-hmm. or looking at where you are in the world compared to somebody else, a healthy exercise right. versus beating yourself up, not thinking you have enough comparing yourself and then saying it's scarcity. And I, and I will say this mm-hmm. uh, without giving any names because uh, the, actually this individual <laughs> listens to the show on replays. I still remember when we went into uh, the lockdowns that we had and everything was shutting down. And this individual said to me, I'm so happy this happened because I Mm. don't feel like a failure anymore. Now think about that. You know, it's it's, (laughs) the whole world is shutting down. Yeah. So I'm curious, what do you do when clients present themselves like that to you? Mm -hmm. 
Well, with your with your client, I'd have to think about that a little bit. The the way it's been presented to me, the grass is always greener thing right now has been, hey, this relationship, job, place you live, fill in the blank, car, whatever, may or may not be the right fit for you. But you won't know until you clean up your side of the street, until you've done yep. the work that you need to do to clean up your side of the street. So instead of looking at uh, you know, maybe my partner, my, my partner doesn't dress up enough for me or something like, are you taking good care of yourself and dressing up? Oh, my partner has anxiety or issues around sexuality or something like that. Well, are you taking care of your issues around anxiety and sexuality and mental health? Because you won't know until you clean up your side of the street, you're likely to repeat it. It's the same thing in a job. My, my boss doesn't value me. Well, sometimes that's accurate. And going to a different kind of a company with different kind of values really is a great move. I've actually seen this with some of my clients. We've gotten there. But you also need to take advantage of, you know, is this me perpetuating it? That yeah. old saying, wherever I go, there I am, you know, or every, you know, I have all these problems and the only thing in common it all has is me. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. And, and we've shouted about that. And one of the things that, I like to work with my clients with at least is understanding it's only you that everybody else, if you take the, if you take the Brene Brown approach, right. Mm -hmm. That everybody is doing the best they can. Mm -hmm. You take the the Scott approach that never take these things personally. Mm -hmm. This isn't about you. This is about Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then it's the story you tell yourself. So if you've Mm -hmm. got anxiety, worry, stress, fear, Mm -hmm. the scarcity concept, all of that, Mm -hmm. that's you telling yourself Mm -hmm. a story. It might be true Mm -hmm. that you're in an abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. It might be true that you don't have enough money. It might be true that your boss doesn't value you. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have control over what your boss does uh, or your significant other does or, Mm -hmm. you know, whoever's doing Mm -hmm. it. By the way, for those of you listening, if you're in an emotional, verbal, physical abusive yes. relationship don't stay there uh, yeah that's not, not what we're saying you're never going to hear us talk about staying in anything that is of is emotional unhealthy. that's mm-hmm. an of an emotional mental or physical uh yeah. challenge to you you're, same thing gonna, at work right like a worker's harassment thing or a sexually harassing work environment you know, hostile i i said this before and, and it's mm-hmm. probably even more true now bear in mind i'm coming at this from an entrepreneurial boss Mm -hmm. mentality as the owner of Mm -hmm. businesses. Mm -hmm. I was a worker. I was an employee. I was at the bottom. I stirred beans for my first job, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I stirred fricking beans Mm -hmm. and my, and (laughs) I taught men how to tie ties and helped people pick out underwear for their children. (laughs) Where were you when I was growing up? Uh, (laughs) And, and so, you know, I, as a worker, it was always, I'm in control. And if I don't like my job, get another job. Yes. Yeah. And today we have mm-hmm. so many people into the complaining entitlement mm-hmm. mode that it becomes very challenging. And I'll, I'll parlay that into, and Michelle, I'm sure you see this. How many of you go into a relationship with your spouse, your significant other, your boss, mm-hmm. and even yourself wanting them to change I know. and thinking that you can change them. I know. And 
you know, here I am as, as somebody who does change work. Me too. <laughs> but we're not changing anybody. No, we're, they have to do it themselves. We're mm-hmm. guiding you and mentoring you. I, I've said this before to my, to my private folks that, you know, we're merely Yodas for their Luke Skywalker. <laughs> and, you know, at some point you need to take a step back and say, what do I want my reality to be? Yeah. Because most of yeah. the time we make this stuff up. Right, right. So that that's my point is, you know, before you just match, unless you're in an untenable situation, really, um, if it is these other kinds of nuancey things at work or relationships or et cetera, really take a look at your own contributing behavior and get that cleaned up so you can think more clearly, have I done all I need to do to clean this up? before I have to move on to the next job or relationship or house or whatever, and realize I've gotten myself in the same dang situation because I didn't do my work and clean myself up. We, we pick things similarly until we do our own work. So that that's my serious answer to, you know, what, what's been going on real real quickly, by the way, before we move on to the light, light part of this, um, (laughs) if we do do. real quickly, I, I have a little bit of homework for all our listeners. And if, if you would ever take the time and go back and plot all the major events in your life oh, yes. and, and then look at them as to the ones that have created, we'll call it trauma for lack of a different, a better way to, to mm-hmm. categorize it. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to start seeing patterns, cyclic timing patterns. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to predict when you start moving into the crisis mode of your life, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I can tell with our kids, for example, one in particular, this is going to happen. Okay. So many days have passed. It'll happen again. And so many mm-hmm. days will pass. We are more routine than mm-hmm. we think we are. We are more habitual than we think we are. And so one of the biggest eye openers you can do is to go back and find the crises in your life, plot them and see how often they happen. Mm-hmm. Forget about why. Forget mm-hmm. about causation. Forget about mm-hmm. failure analysis. Let's mm-hmm. just talk about you're on a time clock. And it just seems to re it's kind of like Groundhog Day, right? You keep repeating mm-hmm. it. And the mm-hmm. beauty of it is once you realize that, mm-hmm. you can stop doing it. You can you get can out of the repeating it. You can get out mm-hmm. of the hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. Exactly. From a from a sort of positive psychology perspective, you can also look back over the challenges of your life and make sure you're rooting yourself in the life lessons that you learned or the skills that you used to help yourself get through that. Because that's some, that's another kind of a list making homework that I'd love to see are keeping your shit together. People, you know, like what are the skills that help you get through it and how do you reinforce those skills? Um, you know, so <laughs> that that's that's my serious thing I wanted to bring to the table today. <laughs> so let's save the lighthearted thing for later. If we'll, we have we'll, time, if we have we time, chat, we accidentally chatted offline and started cracking each other up. So if there's time, we'll bring that in. But to suffice it to say, having a good person in your life that you can laugh with is a great stress buster. So that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Well, actually, I'm going to go one step further. I'll at least leave the tease out there. What we started with right before we came on air was the question. We're not going to answer it. Does size matter? That's all we were talking about. <laughs> da, da, da. 
<laughs> and we'll leave it at that. Okay. Uh, today, we, we are in the third of our four-part series on the Stress Breakthrough Challenge. And hopefully, with the emphasis on hope, because I don't have any control over it, uh, <laughs> hopefully you have downloaded the workbook. If you have not downloaded the workbook, you can do that at bitbeasonboyitisandtom.ly slash forward slash uh, stress breakthrough. And it's free. Uh, mm -hmm. You will, if you do download it now, you'll want to go back and go through the course uh, progression with us. Mm -hmm. One, so, two, three, and four so have one, been covered two, already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so with one, uh, we actually talked about brainstorming, literally that brain dump of all the difficult things in your life. Mm -hmm. uh, and we've broken, I've, we literally have broken these down into time segments for you. Mm -hmm. And Michelle and I've chatted about this before. It's incredibly important that you confine yourself to the times that have been put on these. Yeah. This is a timer. You know, when I say five minutes on brainstorm all the difficult things, that doesn't mean uh, it, that's, that's not a suggestion. It's set a timer for five minutes. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you'll be, you will get it all out. It'll be more productive. And mm -hmm. it'll be very focused because you know you only got five minutes to get all the crap out of your head. Mm -hmm. By the way, good life skill. It's like you want to be sad, you want to be upset, you want to be worried, you want to be Absolutely. anxious. Cool. Go yeah. be upset for five minutes. Yeah. Schedule a worry time for 15 yeah. minutes once a day. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, we went from there then to identifying after you've brain dumped all the things that are toxic. Mm -hmm. That's 10 minutes. Yep. So we've now taken up 15 minutes of your time. Mm -hmm. Then we talked yesterday, our last segment about creating a sense of bliss. That mm -hmm. was a 10 minute portion of this. And I went through the, the bliss discovery blueprint for you. And then finally, another 10 minute segment was assembling a vision board. Yep. And I, I, again, I have a vision board. It's actually wallpaper on my laptop. I have it on my phone and it's a wonderful, nice reminder visually mm -hmm. of where you want to be, where you're headed, what your aspirations are. You can put words on it. Uh, Michelle likes to conduct uh, her sessions with, what did you say? You have people bring magazines in and Yeah, I like to do live cutouts or that kind of thing. But we've learned to do it online in our current culture of uh, the pandemic safety. <laughs> yeah, so you so can do it with uh, clipping, you know, um, clipping different pictures out from the internet. Yeah, the, the idea ultimately is to get a visual representation of the mm -hmm. life you want to be living. Exactly. And not to just then take it and stick it under the bed or in a closet. It's right. to have it, have it out there. <laughs> um, today, we're going to talk about now moving from your vision board to optimizing your goals. And then we're going to move from that into taking action. A whopping 15 minutes of your time. Ultimately, mm -hmm. all these segments together are 60 minutes. That's right. Um, so I, again, I'll joke, if you can't take one hour to get your shit together, mm -hmm. for lack of a better way to put it, then you need two hours. Uh -huh. And it, it really <laughs> is a matter of you dedicating yourself to sit down and do them in these little segments, um, which, by the way, one of the things I was going to talk about, Michelle, is the use of the word today. Um, I do that a lot when I work with people with affirmations and mantras. Mm. Today, I will. Today, mm. I am. Today, I think. Mm. And I think it's so important to put the today 
in. Mm -hmm. And I say that to all of you, as we talk about optimizing your goals here, you don't want this to be overwhelming to the point where you become inactive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we didn't talk about the trends we're seeing in clients. I am getting so many people reaching out to me saying, I, I just procrastinate now. I've gotten mm -hmm. so into not doing anything mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that I don't want to do anything at all now. Mm -hmm. And so all the major goals that need to happen keep being put on the back burner. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, what a I, time it's been for us, right? Oh, <laughs> and, and so to me, it's just real important, tiny steps. And so as we move in now to page 13 of the workbook, optimizing your goals, it's 10 minutes. These are tiny okay. steps, even though they have big impact. Mm -hmm. This is one of my favorite challenges of the bunch too, by the way. Um, <laughs> well, th thank you. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, just so you know, uh, we played around with this workbook before you guys ever got it. Yeah. So uh, we, we've been through this ourselves. Um, the first thing on the, the book is to write three big things you still want to do with your life. Again, realizing you're coming off of identifying your, your stressors, identifying the stuff that's toxic in your life, ultimately to the last session, creating that vision board, that visualization. And this comes down to now three big things. That does not mean three big steps. That does not mean it's not contrary to what I was just saying. What we want is for you to start dreaming big. We'll take little steps, but you know that's the next exercise we're gonna do. The idea is how big can you dream? Do you want $100,000 in the bank? You know, I love these studies that say it's 100,000 that really is the difference in whether you're happy or not. I explain. Happy. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, they talk about, you know, how much money would make a difference to you? 5 million, 10 million, 1 million. And, right. and it seems to be, I've seen studies, by the way, anywhere from 10,000 to 100,000 is what hmm. actually is the difference hmm. in the happiness factor. And let's get really brutally honest with each other. I call bullshit on that hmm. because I got to tell you, um, I, I'm distracted here a little smidge only because I'm sitting here itching my own mosquito <laughs> bites from this weekend. Michelle had posted something online. And it's like, are you? I'm bending down me? to put on my cortisol because they got so, my ankles. Yeah, Sorry. mine. So Michelle and I have been. What, what would it. the different money would not make me happy, but the ability to not be bitten by mosquitoes would make me very happy. So, but here's here's the reality. Going back to All being right. brutally honest, and, and you know, Michelle and I have joked privately offline about both of us are buffets for mosquitoes. Oh yes, and. Uh, you know, the reality is I don't want a hundred thousand in the bank. I want a million in the bank. Let's I, get yeah. real. <laughs> okay. Okay. If I yeah. want a million, give me 10 million. I'm 10 reading million. A, I'm reading I want to be a billionaire, right? I'm, like, it's I, am reading, I am reading about Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson now yeah. fighting by days to be the first one in space on their respective spaceships. Oh. And it's like, that's the guy I want to be. I know. Not $10,000 difference, not to put that down. And I know not everybody's no, exactly. in the same, not everybody's in the 10, same 10,000 can make a big difference if you, yeah. if you, uh, 
if you're really struggling or you're unemployed or you're in debt, $10,000 could make a huge difference. I would just finish watching um, Big Brother Australia. Thank you, Brian, my partner, who's into all these weird um, reality TV shows. And the young well, at least it died, wasn't na- at least it wasn't I- naked and alone. <laughs> oh, he loves that one. Naked uh-huh. and alone and naked and afraid, I think it's called. Or, or net whatever. whatever. <laughs> that one too. I haven't gotten into that. But the guy who was on it, who won, he's a young man whose mom died, whose dad's struggling to take care of the family. And he talked about winning 10000 for this one, one thing. The, the big prize was 250 Oh, shoot. I should have said, uh, spoiler alert for any of you randos out there that, that watch this random show. But for him, $10,000 made a big difference in his family. Yeah. So we're not putting that down. That's not the point of what's No, no, no. As a matter of fact, it, the idea is for the, to understand this is subjective. Yeah. It's, it's what is big for you. What's big for you. Exactly. And it might be $100. It might, it might be a billion dollars. It's completely relative. It's it's completely judgment free. Mm -hmm. However, what I want you to do when you write down three big things you still want to do with your life, it's Mm -hmm. like, again, how do you want to be remembered? What do you want, you know, on your, Mm -hmm. your last breath, what Mm -hmm. do you want to have said to yourself? God, I think I got to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it travel around the world? Is Mm -hmm. it is it do nothing for a day? <laughs> is it, you know, what, right? whatever, whatever big is for you. And mm-hmm. it's almost to the point where it's, it's a fill in the blank. Wouldn't it be nice if, yeah. Wouldn't it like be for nice? You, Scott going into space. Yeah. Which, which, <laughs> again, you know, I, I, it sounds like a joke. My wife, when we got married, only made me promise I would not do two things. Only two. Which are? I can't go into space. Okay. <laughs> Dang. And I can't ride a motorcycle. Oh, those are vastly different. No motorcycle, under- no outer space. <laughs> I can understand. <laughs> um, well, it, it, again, from her, first of all, from her background, the motorcycles make perfect sense because she grew up in a family, particularly her brother, who lives and breathes motorcycles. He, he built uh-huh. a vast empire. Um, that Kawasaki wound up buying out and that's all he did. He just done the Baja, whatever race that is. Ah. And and she lived through him breaking almost every bone in his body throughout his life. So it's, it's Mm -hmm. like, you're not going to do that. And Mm -hmm. she's not real thrilled about me going into space because she doesn't think it's safe on the current (laughs) rockets. And she'd like to have me around a little bit. Uh Sure. Um, She does. She does painfully watch my science fiction shows though. Um, (laughs) Three big things that you want to do with your life. Still want to do with your life. That's item number one on optimizing your goals. Mm -hmm. Now, the interesting thing is that's the dream part. Just God, wouldn't it be nice if. Mm -hmm. Then the next one is three things that must, and I want to emphasize the word must, three things that must happen this year. So you got six months now for you to feel happy. Now think about that. This is, this is you actually taking a a step back and saying just three things. Yeah. What must happen in my life? What are the ingredients for Mm -hmm. happiness for me? Mm -hmm. And most people I find um, don't even think about this. Mm -hmm. And I've said this for a long time. I'll pass it on again, just to underscore this. I am a firm believer that we do happy in order to feel successful. 
we unfortunately live in a society we've grown up where we do successful things. We have to experience the outcome, the result, the consequence of success, and then we feel happy. And I'm telling you, that's that's backwards. Yeah, you practice happiness and, and then it's, do exactly. success. Uh, so I've I've mm -hmm. bought into that little presumption that you feel happy. Mm -hmm. And I've said, cool, if we're going to make that presumption, now tell me what must happen with ah. the emphasis on it must happen mm -hmm. in order for you to feel happy. So mm -hmm. what you're identifying here, think about this as a progression mm -hmm. to give you a little behind mm -hmm. the scenes. The three things you still want to have, those are out there, right? They're, they're things that mm -hmm. you want to attain or things you want to aspire to. Mm -hmm. Then the next one are three things that are happening to you. Three things that must happen. And the result is you feel happy. Mm -hmm. now, again, I've already given you the, the hint here. We're moving towards you controlling that. But right now, let's just buy into the little, the, the story you've told yourself. Mm -hmm. Then we move to the three life goals that when achieved will help you feel or, or move towards your bliss. And this, mm -hmm. comes, this comes from the Joseph Campbell quote, right? It's like literally live your bliss. Mm -hmm. And I challenge any of you to have ever sat back and defined that for me. What exactly is your bliss? And so this is a little pause in your life to step back and say, hey, there are three things that when achieved, they help me move towards whatever my bliss is. Mm -hmm. And I've had people when I work with them, you know, uh, parents will routinely, particularly mothers will routinely talk about having children. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Some know, fathers that I've known, like relationships have ended because yeah. someone's unable to have children or adopt. Um, so and you know, I, and I have worked through that with a, with a, a couple, not a lot, mm -hmm. but a couple of mm -hmm. uh, coaching clients who that is the, the big disconnect in their lives is mm -hmm. one of the spouses wants children. The other one, one doesn't want a thing to do with it. Right. Uh, not even adoption. They want nothing to right. do with it. They're just right. not wired that way. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a huge disconnect it for is. them. Mm -hmm. And some of them have worked through it. Some of them have not worked through it. That's right. So again, it's, this is forcing you to take a step back and saying, what is my bliss? Right. Right. Bliss, by the way, is, a, is different than happy. Mm -hmm. happy, happy is one thing. Happy is, mm -hmm. is, is uh, that feeling of joy, that mm -hmm. feeling of overwhelming pleasure. Bliss, mm -hmm. bliss is, uh, yeah, well, I don't want to give you my definition because I don't want to ruin it for you. Bliss is more than that. Bliss is, bliss is that wonderful place where your passion and your purpose intersect. Mm, okay. And if you think about that, and again, it may just, it may be taking a freaking bubble bath. Mm -hmm, it it mm -hmm. may be running in the rain. Mm -hmm. it, it may be taking a trip to Paris, whatever that is to you. You know, one of, one of my big dreams out here, I'll throw that out. One of my big dreams has nothing to do with big things I want. This is not a big thing I want, but three life goals that would help me move to, I would love to see the Northern Lights. Oh yeah. Yes, you must. I have in my life having been born and raised in Canada. 
Um, and I, I say, have, but I'd like to see them again, but I, yeah, I, so, I definitely think it's a once in a lifetime, at least experience. And, you know, and, and I've been very blessed to have been able to see and do some phenomenal things. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there are some places very near and dear to my heart in the UK. Mm -hmm. I want to go back again. It's mm -hmm. like, a, you know, and, and we've been there multiple times. It, mm -hmm. it fills me up yeah. for lack of a better way to put that. So what is it? Three life goals that will fill you up is another mm -hmm. way to look at this. Mm -hmm. Now, the next section uh, is very similar, Michelle, to what you were starting to chat about before we moved into a discussion of the workbook. Mm -hmm. And that is three success systems that you want to start using right now. Now, here's the, here's the cool part of this. They can be your success systems based mm -hmm. on your comparison and contrast with how you've moved through the fire before and walked out the other side. Mm -hmm. We have all done it. Every one of you has had massive failure. Every one of you have had massive fear. Every mm -hmm. one of you has had massive loss. It's part of the human experience. It is. And you move through it or you wouldn't be listening to us right now. Mm -hmm. When I when we worked through this together uh, before launching it, I wanted I'm such an example person. So what's an example of a success system that maybe has worked that you use in your life, Scott? Uh, well, uh, fr frankly, I turned it into my online mastermind course, Pivot Play. I ah. took I took all the stuff I use in business for my various businesses mm -hmm. and I've combined them into this mastermind thing and what i tell the folks who are part of that is i'm doing this with you mm -hmm. and so a lot of them who are part of that group have seen me actually post stuff on social media or create ads or do whatever mm -hmm. as i'm teaching it to them mm. because it's a good reminder for me and that for mm -hmm. me it's a little different and i think michelle this may be true of you too I've got lots of success systems that, that have gotten me through. Mm. It's sometimes when we get into the work that you and I do, mm -hmm. we kind of forget to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're so busy helping other people mm -hmm. that again, I, I've used this with my mastermind group, uh, Pivot Play. It's like the cobbler's kids have no shoes because he's so busy making shoes for everybody else. He just thinks that his kids that it'll get taken care of for them. Um, and so, you know, one of the big success systems that I use is reminding myself to go back and use my systems. <laughs> okay. Right, right. I mean, seriously, mm -hmm. however, the other ones, uh, and we've talked about it on the show before, like the email system, we had a show about how to organize your inbox. Um, is that well, what you I, mean? I, I it can be that again, it kind of depends on you, but a good system for me is I am, I love a course in miracles. We've talked about it before. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my systems for inspiration is to take a course in miracles, either make my mind blank for lack of a better way to put it, you know, get into that, the zone area, the flow, or ask a specific question and then open to a random page and read what's there. Got so it. That's my system. One of my systems for inspiration. Huh. Um, but Thank you. One of, but one of my big and, ones, is, uh, and I know other people, it's uh, the Bible or it's it uh, inspirational quotes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. But my biggie success system is my calendar. And yeah. we've talked about that before. That was an episode too. You can calendaring. Take, take everything 
else out, but I manifest my intention through my calendar. Yep. Uh, I am one of those out of sight, out of mind guys. Uh, it is one of those things where literally a, a, we went to my brother-in-law's house yesterday for a barbecue. I had to put that in my calendar. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Because if it's not in my calendar, it just doesn't exist in my world. (laughs) And so for me, everything, it's not onerous. It's not uh, confining for me. Mm -hmm. My calendar is very freeing for me because I can, it's very similar by the way, when we talk about decision failure for me to go in and say, I'm going to wear a black t-shirt. That's what I wear. This is my trademark, right? Uh I'm going to wear a black freaking t-shirt and half half my closet is filled with black t-shirts i change my shirts they get washed uh-huh but um i don't want to think of i don't want to think about it i'm laughing because all of us on the video live today we're all wearing black yeah well they it was part of the doesn't always happen part of the memo (laughs) it was the memo for today (laughs) and so uh the system that the system that i'm asking you to think about is Either take a look back at your past failures, your losses, your heartbreaks, et cetera, and what you used to get through them. It might be meditation, qigong, it might be a mentor, it might be, you know, watching the the Marx Brothers movies for for all day to get some levity in your life. Mm -hmm. Something worked for you. Guarantee it or you wouldn't be here. You would have succumbed and failed and been overwhelmed and then, then you're going to move into depression, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about the things that worked for you. Then there are outside sources. There are outside people uh, that you look to and maybe some of their success stories or their success systems mm-hmm. that you put into play. But you want to pick your three biggies. What mm-hmm. are the ones that you could be using right now that you're not already using? Mm-hmm. And that's the key here. Because I can tell you, uh, you know, it's very trite, but we've heard, we've all heard it before. Your best thinking got you to where you are right now. (laughs) Okay. What better thinking can you put into play? Mm -hmm. And that may include the system that you forgot, or it may mean, you know, there's someone out there doing what I want to do. What's the system they're using, which will lead us to the next question. Yeah. What, what are the folks that, that you look up to what is the system they're using so maybe this is a good segue into the next section where we talk about three mentors you can start modeling now let me back up and give one little disclaimer here some of you as part of my uh, most magical secret facebook group just went through the be like your heroes challenge Mm -hmm. i asked you to come up with four people for that challenge in this one i kept it consistent and said just give me three, 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 and three. If Everything wanna, has three. Mm-hmm. If you want to be an overachiever, you can do four, like we did in the "Be Like Your Heroes" challenge. Mm-hmm. And if you're interested in that, just get get a hold of me through social media, mm-hmm. or or you can or you can do what Michelle and I have taught in our home uh, yes. study course of the Cabinet of Advisors. And, twelve. You know, there mm-hmm. are twelve. There are twelve people whose face is on my wall right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we wanted this to be a, a 10 minute exercise. Yeah, exactly. Not an hour long exercise. So that's why it's three. 
So here's the interesting thing, and, and it'll be a good example to, to explain the distinction between the three success systems that you want to start using right now and the three mentors. Mm -hmm. If, for example, you said Richard Branson, since we were talking about space, if yes. you say, for example, Richard Branson is one of the, the people I want to start modeling, you know, one of the things that Richard Branson is known for is saying yes to things because yeah. he believes that's how you have more fun. When you watch Richard <laughs> Branson, look at Richard Branson. I know. Some of the, the guy, I mean, look at how he says, this is how I go to work. Forget me and my t-shirt. He's wearing shorts and he's, he's, yeah. the guy is known for saying yes. He kite yes. surfs to work or something. The guy is known, <laughs> the guy is known for saying yes. That's a success system. Uh-huh that you could then put in saying, I want, I, I aspire to be like Richard Branson. I want to learn from him. I want to model what his life is like. The man says yes to adventure. He's mm -hmm. actually my, my role model for mm -hmm. adventure, that part of your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you chose Warren Buffett <laughs> for, his, yeah. for his, for his financial savvy, right? Right. Richard uh, Warren Buffett says, the difference between successful people and really successful people is that really successful people say no all the time. Yes. There's your two different successes. Very different. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you for that example. Depending on what you want to adapt and adopt. Um, and so, you know, it, it for me is at the very least start with three. It's so easy to do. This mm -hmm. is a 10 minute challenge. Mm -hmm. Don't overthink this. Mm -hmm. Let this go. Your inspiration will guide you to where you want to go with this. You can always mm -hmm. go through and revisit it uh, and and tweak it a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, now, did I miss anything, Michelle, before we move on to the, no, the next No, I think session? we completed that optimizing your goals, page 13, should be completed. And like we said, even though we're taking time to explain it, you want to get this done in 10 minutes. So set yeah. a timer and power through it. <clears throat> And, and again, in the workbook, it flat out tells you what the point of this is. Mm -hmm. The point of taking these 10 minutes to literally dumping it on a page is to hone targets that bring you happiness. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, we move to page 14, mm -hmm. which is the, the, the challenge, concern, and aspiration of any of us who do change work, coaching, therapy in Michelle's case, and that is getting you to take action. Yeah. Because everything works wonderfully well up to page 14. Uh -huh. And because it's all in your head. And then <laughs> we hit that little wall that says, wait, you want us to do it for you? We're not going <laughs> to do it for you. We're going to give you the tools to do your own fishing. Uh-huh. And so this is a five minute daily action guide that literally will take you from Monday through Sunday. Um, and if you want to start it on Tuesday, you can just go back and fill Monday and the following day. Mm -hmm. You're not restricted on any date mm -hmm. and where you start this. Everything that you've done up till now, you've gone through the, the, the valley, right? The valley mm -hmm. in the shadow of death. You've gone through, <laughs> you've walked through the fire. You've created this vision of what you want your life to look like. Mm -hmm. You've now created some things that's like, hey, maybe I really can dig myself out of this. Hey, really, maybe I can move from the set point that I'm at right now, which by the way, mm -hmm. um, just as a quick reminder, we've talked about set points before. All of you have set points, very much like your weight. 
um, for the rest of your life. Your weight, your body says, I'm whatever, 120 pounds, let's say. And it will fluctuate a little bit around that. But your body keeps wanting to return. That's why diets have are such a challenge for people. That's mm. why even exercising is such a challenge because your body keeps saying, yeah, I don't want to do that. I want to stay mm -hmm. at 120. You go into mm -hmm. starvation mode, your body's going to fill up and move back to it. And that's why people get so frustrated uh, with diets, among other things, because they're, they hit plateaus. Mm -hmm. They hit these new set points. Mm -hmm. um, the beauty of a set point, by the way, is you can change it. Now, the, the fun thing is throughout your whole life, you have set points. You have set points when it comes to love. You have yeah. set points when it comes to your health. You have yeah. set points when it comes to your money. You have set points when it comes to your job mm -hmm. and the things that you do and how you move through life. This is getting you to recognize, I don't like those set points anymore. Mm -hmm. Or if you do, to keep them going. But most of us have set points that aren't serving us very well. And rather than taking action, we think that we are servants or slaves to the set point. Mm -hmm. I don't like my boss. We started off with that. Yeah, I don't did. like my job. It's something that's happening to me mm -hmm. rather than saying, I'll go out and start my own freaking job, mm -hmm. my own profession. I've, I've said this uh, again in my pivot play group. I've talked to them about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> okay. That all happened. If you don't know, by the way, I think he was in his sixties, started getting social security, couldn't mm -hmm. live on it. He didn't have any job, but he had a really good chicken recipe. Mm -hmm. And, and he tried to sell it to all these people saying, I got a really good chicken recipe. Mm -hmm. And all these people said, that's wonderful old man. <laughs> that's wonderful. We got our own chicken recipe. Go away. Yes. And instead of curling up and, and trying to subside or, you know, to literally live on mm. a, a suboptimal revenue stream, mm -hmm. he started Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He can do it. You can do it. He, he mm -hmm. put in a new set point. Mm -hmm. So what the idea behind taking action is, is to take five minutes and fill out from Monday through Sunday. Mm -hmm. All of the things that you want to do, just take one action. That's all I'm asking you to do. Write one new action on Monday through Sunday that will align with what we talked about before. And that's your concept of bliss. Mm. It's, a little different, it. it's a little different than saying, what am I going to do to align with my money goals? What am I going to do to align with my love goals? What am I going to do to align with my health goals? Those may end up being part of it, but this sure. is now saying, you know what, what can I do today? Today is Monday. What can I do today to align with me having a blissful life? Yeah. Yes. Because, because folks, and this is the one thing I'll stand on my soapbox on the biggest lie you've told yourself is that you have time. Mm. And if you will treat today as the precious day that you've been given, right? The, the old Klingon, which isn't really Klingon, I think it's Lakota Sioux, but you know, today is a good day to die. What do, has to happen today so that if tonight you died, you spent your heartbeats well today? 
what has to happen today? And it creates a new sense of urgency and it creates mm-hmm. a new sense of importance for you. Again, it's, you know, I, I am a firm believer, a firm practitioner, by the way. And every night I die, every morning I'm born again. <sighs> okay. And, and I take that very seriously so that every freaking day is how am I spending my heartbeats? Yeah. If you're part of my life and you're, and I'm spending heartbeats on you, mm-hmm. th- that's a big deal mm-hmm. because there are a lot Absolutely. of people I'm not spending heartbeats with. That's right. And I, that's a boundary I've had that, that uh, is almost synchrosanct. I, mm-hmm. I, I violate it very rarely. Mm-hmm. I, I say, agree. I say no a lot. <laughs> and you're more from the Warren Buffett system. Well, I, I, I'm more of the Warren Buffett guy um, when it comes to my heartbeats. Uh-huh. I'm more the Richard Branson guy when it is, God, List. what the hell would be fun? Because... Ah. Because uh-huh. this ultimately takes us to, uh, you know, my concept, are you running towards something or are you running away from something? Mm-hmm. I happen to be pleasure uh, based, right? You want to get me to do something? Show me the pleasure in it. <laughs> Versus, by the way, most of the people that I think you and I coach, uh-huh. they, they are pain motivated. Pain, uh, avoid the pain. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Fascinating. So that takes us through, that takes us through uh, page, page 14 of the workbook. We're going to finish up next week. Yeah. Uh, Next week we have, um, for those of you that think, okay, well now I've done all this work. Well, what happens when a problem happens? So we're going to do planning for overcoming more obstacles because that's part of any successful change. And then we're going to, of course, get into thankfulness, appreciation, and gratitude because that in and of itself helps us maintain our goals and maintain our bliss. So that's what's to come, little teaser. Little teaser. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, with that, I think we've come to the end of our show today. I we think, have. I want to thank everybody for being uh, part of this. And uh-huh. I, I guess we do have a couple minutes left. So, Michelle, we should probably answer the question. Do you think we should? We, we could I, tell people they have to tune into the next one in order to hear the answer. <laughs> well, we, we actually have an answer, by the way. Um, we do. <laughs> so do you, should we? Oh, let's do it. Go for okay. it. Okay. So context, uh, before we started recording, Scott and I get on the, the call to check in with each other. And we were talking about his fairy garden and my sort of one fairy tree house that I have and how, you know, my partner's a pretty practical guy. And I started getting these little gnomes. I've never been into garden gnomes, but these are solar powered and after dark, they light up and blah, blah, blah. So to appease him, I found this gnome that was all white, long white beard, smoking a cigar and giving the bird. Okay. And I, I like got it and, it and it, it arrived this weekend. And, um, it, I, most of the gnomes are sort of like about, I would say maybe a foot high. I, I forgive me. My Canadian roots cannot translate into centimeters for our international, uh, listeners, but I thought it was going to be a foot high and I didn't read. And it was really about maybe four inches high or so. And I realized it's the perfect size. I didn't realize that it's the perfect size for my little tree fairy. 
Which then led Scott, of course, to ask the question, does size matter? And Michelle said, in some things it does, like in beds. Now, (laughs) I don't know about the rest of you, but in the context of my question, and when Michelle says in bed, (laughs) where does your head go? Right. But I literally meant meant California king size beds. I do not like twins or full-size beds, and Scott got bright red. And he's like, that's not where my head went, Michelle. <laughs> so but yeah. but, but bottom line, <laughs> what, what I've told her just to keep the suspense. Oh, and uh, airplane t- seats. And it will, <laughs> yeah. Matters. So there, there, are, there, are, there are two places where size matters. Number one, <laughs> airplane seats. And number two, in Bad. the size of your mattress. The size um, of your mattress. <laughs> uh, and we are both in agreement. However, I will leave you with this. What I did tell her was, it's not the size of the gnome that matters. It's the magic that's in him. Right. How perfect is that? (laughs) So with that, we're going to leave you. We will uh, catch you next next week. Uh, Now, next week, just as a quick reminder, is actually going to be pre-recorded because of some other obligations we have. We will finish up. We will fit. Exactly. We will finish up the... uh, the workbook with everybody. And again, if you have any questions, reach out to us. Michelle, how can they get a hold of you? Through my website, there's a contact form on um, postinternationalinc.com. Best way to reach me. And you can get me at thinkingmagically.com. And as always, thank you all for being here. Yeah. Be well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've reached the end of another episode of Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. If you like our show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate our broadcast, and leave a review. The podcast is for general information only and not intended to be legal or mental health advice, nor the formation of a lawyer-client, nor therapist-patient relationship. Stay tuned for our next episode, and thank you for listening.